You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net, uh, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about things on podcasts like The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love, uh, talk about every single episode of that show. Uh, currently, we're talking about Superman the Animated Series and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, and then we also use that podcast to... Uh, take on any uh, film that we want to have like an in-depth review of, like Man of Steel, which you'll you'll if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you're going to subscribe to the Mind Robbers Versus, or if you want to hear our thoughts on Star Trek Into Darkness or Iron Man Three, those are there. Or coming up, Lone Ranger, Pacific Rim, The Wolverine. Of course, these are all dependent on the fact that we have enough to say about them. Yeah. Um, like Much Ado. We thought about doing Much Ado, but I don't think I have enough to say about that movie. That right, exactly. <laughs> that might end up being a main topic on our flagship podcast, The Mind oh, Robbers. Oh, snap. <laughs> Where we talk about everything else, like Much Ado About Nothing. Um, <laughs> and then uh, if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes. Uh, really, you should review them on iTunes uh, if you like them. If not, keep your reviews to yourself. Um if you have questions, comments, concerns, email us, podcast at mindrubber.net. If you want to start a discussion, go to the comments to this episode on the website, mindrubber.net, and leave a comment. Uh, and then that's how discussions happen. And then, you know, tell your friends. Be like, hey, you like Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who. These guys like Doctor Who. Let's listen to them. Yeah, you can have, you can have a listening party over dinner. <laughs> that is uh, – just imagining that, that is awkward. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I, I imagine if we just broke out and we're just like, so uh, how's the how's the steak tartare? Is that good? You guys, you guys having a good one? Steak tartare. Uh, well, you gotta eat something, am I right? <laughs> Isn't that raw? Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta eat something. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so today we're talking about Galaxy Four, uh, which only one episode of which exists uh, in its four part structure. Um, it's a William Hartnell story. Uh, what's the background and significance of this, uh, story, Matthew? Yes. Hello. Uh, it's galaxy four. It's the last, it's, 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 it's the last, and it's the first of a couple of things. Uh, it's the first story that kicks off season three of Dr. Who. So they went through two seasons and this is the third. Um, so this is the, this is the season opener. Uh, and it's also, uh, and I think that's really the only first it is, uh, just because in terms of last, like it's the last real Doctor Who story produced by Verity Lambert, who is the original uh, uh, producer of Doctor Who, who came on with Unearthly Child and stays on until uh, the episode after this story, which is Mission to the Unknown. But because the Doctor and his companions are not in Mission to the Unknown, this is technically her last Doctor Who story. So this is kind of 
you know, uh, her last hurrah in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's, I think, perhaps most widely known at the current time because it is the one that – it's one of the two stories that was recently recovered by the BBC um, just in the last – a couple years ago, I think, like just a year and a half or something. Um, this was – this episode three, Airlock, is one of the two that was recovered along – the other one being Underwater Menace episode two. So this is now like an opportunity for us to see – this story in action and it's all in all its wonderful glories. Um, but otherwise I don't think it's super, uh, well known. It's written by William Ems, who I believe was not asked to return to the show. Um, uh, yeah, he was not asked to return to the show after this story and it's direct, but it's directed by Derek Martinus and Mervyn Pinfield, uh, Martinus taking over for Pinfield when Pinfield decided he wasn't going to direct anymore, uh, or for the story, or I don't remember the exact details, but Pinfield does stick around, so that's what's important. And Martinus is, is significant because he's the guy who directed, amongst other things, Evil to Evil of the Daleks and the Tenth Planet. And mm. what's significant is looking at those two and knowing that they're really, really, really well-directed stories, and he did Spearhead from Space. So the guy's got a really great track record. What's interesting is seeing Galaxy 4 because, you know, this was a really heavily cannibalized story when... The, the idea that there are these telesnaps that exist where the BBC was hiring or the production was hiring this dude to sit in front of his television with a camera and take a picture every 30 seconds. Um, there's a large gap in the Hartnell era, specifically during the John Wiles era, or, which is coming up, where the BBC just wasn't paying him to do that. So Galaxy 4 didn't really have a lot of photo evidence to prove itself. So if you look at the original reconstruction of it, it's actually just, you know, cardboard cutouts based on promo pictures um, and no real good shots of the reels. So looking at this story, like episode 3 is significant, one, because we get to see Derek Martinus's direction, and two, because we get to see... Um, what the rills look like and how the chumblies look in action um, and the rest of the sets, which is really kind of important uh, and kind of what I'm most interested in talking about today. Um, but the rest of that, I mean, that's what it is. It's not really super significant other than that. Um, and most of that is just me imposing importance onto it. Uh, but yeah, Galaxy 4. Galaxy 4. All right. Well, before we talk about it, uh, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at 35 to 45% off, plus new release special at 50% off every week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. And be aware, uh, we are now in July, uh, so be sure to check out InStockTrades.com for Doctor Who graphic novel collections, where from July all the way through to the end of November... To celebrate the 50th anniversary, all Doctor Who uh, comics will be uh, at a hefty discount. Uh, so make sure that you're uh, checking that out. If you're going to get some Doctor Who comics, that's the place to go. Definitely. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, Galaxy 4. Uh, okay, so basically the, uh, the plot of Galaxy 4 is... Uh, <laughs> The Doctor, um, <clears throat> Stephen and Vicky land on this planet. And the Doctor's like, hey, uh, this looks like somebody should be living here, but no one's living here. That's weird. And then they get out and investigate, and they're like, oh, hey, people are living here. Um, <laughs> and they're like these angry Amazon women from outer space. And they crash-landed 
on this planet with these this other alien race called the what is it again? The Rills. The Rills. Called the Rills. Uh basically <laughs> basically uh they shot at the Rills, the Rills shot back and they both crashed to the planet. <laughs> um <laughs> and now they've they've sort of ever since they've crashed on this planet, um they've they've been sort of at war because the Rills ship is about ready to take off. Um, whereas, uh, the Amazon ladies, uh, their, their ship is basically irreparable. Um, so they are trying to kill the Rills to take their ship so they can leave. they're trying to convince the doctor and his companions to help them, uh, by uh, kidnapping Steven several times. Um, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) And at one point, Stephen waits for one of the women to fall asleep, and then he just he just knocks her to the floor and decks her in the face. Um, <laughs> because I guess that's what a man does. Uh, so uh, that's, I mean, then uh, basically the doctor's like, uh, so Amazon ladies, we're not going to help you. We're going to help the Rills because, you know, they're not evil. Uh <laughs> And then he does, and then they get away, and they just leave the Amazon ladies behind as the planet just – it's like – oh, yeah, that's another they thing. Kryptonized. The planet is, yeah, the, <laughs> the planet is basically Krypton. Uh, they landed on Krypton like minutes before it's going to explode. So there's like <laughs> there's, – there's a, there's a time frame on this whole thing, uh, ticking clock, if you will. Um, and uh, the, the doctor helps the Rills get off the planet and then leaves the Amazons behind to uh, – uh, get Die. blown up with the planet, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, yay for happy endings, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the plot of this. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, mostly because, like, I'm watching the... I was watching the these uh, reconstructions, and... I'm sort of like following along on Wikipedia because sometimes the reconstructions are hard to follow, and these ones in particular were very hard to follow. Um, yeah, it's it, there's no, it's very hard to do the visual. It's very yeah, difficult. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was I was sort of following along with the Wikipedia entry and like picking up on things better that way, um, mm-hmm. based on the summary there. And basically, what happens in the first two episodes is <laughs> they start on the. <laughs> they start on to the TARDIS, they walk out of the TARDIS, they go back in the TARDIS, then they leave the TARDIS and go to, to the Amazon lady's ship, then they leave the Amazon lady's ship, go back to the TARDIS, then they go back to the Amazon lady's ship. Like, it's ridiculous. I'm just like, yes. come on, yes. you guys. Like, did you just need exercise? What's going on? <laughs> um, it's, it's so, like, I, I mean, I've heard, like, we just complained two episodes ago about the Amsterdam runaround in uh, Arkham Infinity, but that's got nothing on this. Where it's just <laughs> they're just, they have three locations and they're just going in between them, and I don't really know why they're going to any of them. Right. Um, also, I think it's funny because <laughs> once they find out that uh, uh, the Amazon ladies and the and the Rills are not. Uh, are not from this planet. They just crash landed there recently. Uh, the doctor is just like, oh, okay, well, that's that. But like, he doesn't investigate. Like, but are there living people on this planet? Because there really should be living people on this planet. 
Um, he just totally forgets and he's just like, Oh, let's deal with these two idiots. Um, <laughs> that shot each other, uh, until they both crashed. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. imagine, I imagine that dog fight, uh, a lot like the end of Rocky three, which I know you don't have a reference for, uh, but the end of I, Rocky, but the end of Rocky, the very end of Rocky three, uh, Apollo Creed, who's become Rocky's new, uh, trainer, they go into a ring together to see who, without, without, like, they just go in a ring together just to see if they can fight, each, like, if they just fight each other with no training, no, uh, no audience or anything, who would actually win? And so they start circling each other, and then they both go for a punch at the same time and landing, like, just, they're inches away from landing it in each other's faces at the same exact time, and then it cuts to credits. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine it's like freeze frame and then cut to credits. And I imagine that's what that dog fight looked like. <laughs> like, have you ever seen yeah. that? Have you ever seen that UFC clip where the, where the two people, where the two UFC fighters punch each other at the same time and knock each other oh. unconscious? Oh yeah. Together. Yeah. That's what I imagine. That's what, that's what happened. <laughs> it was that yes. <laughs> only spaceships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally what it probably is. Just like they're like, ah. Um. Uh. Okay. So I really expected you to not like this. Um. And I was right. Um. Because this isn't a very well received story. It's not a very well remembered story. Um. Mm-hmm. And watching it the first time. I mean, I think the first time I I just did a straight listen to. I didn't really. I don't think I even watched the recon. Um. So, I didn't. I didn't like it the first time either. And the second time I watched it, I watched it. I was like, mm, it, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad story so much as it is just very boring and very standard and not as mm-hmm. clever as it thinks it is. Yeah. Um. That said, I don't think it's nearly as bad as it could have been. Um. There's actually a lot in here that I actually really, really, really like. Um. Especially like having gone through it this is like my third time um the first i think is that um the idea is that there are these dravins who are the amazon people like you said and the dravins are all played by women which was a rec- uh, which was a uh, uh a call that verity lambert suggested um she she made it she said hey why don't they all be women so they made them all women so you have all these amazonian women and what i love about ems's script is that he really goes far to kind of create an interesting sci-fi idea like it feels interesting and good in the way that um like old school pulpy sci-fi feels i mean i don't think it's super it's not super pulpy but it is kind of like in that vein where you have these you have this society of amazonian ladies and there's one person who is allowed to think and that's uh, the leader draven chick named marjorie or something um mm-hmm. and so she's allowed to she's allowed to have you know, thought and feeling and an imagination. And there, and she has this really great monologue in episode three, where she talks about what it's going to be like looking back on the planet and imagining, uh, the Rills and the doctor and Steven and Vicky just perishing in just a massive vaporization explosion. And I, and I like that. And I love the, I like the Rills as an idea. I mean, it's funny because if you watch the recon, the reels really don't translate um, because the, the the technology to do the reels is really uh, uh, archaic. It's basically they're basically just magnified cardboard cutouts put up to a frosty window pane. Like that's basically how they do the effect. Um, 
But looking at it on the recon, I was actually really impressed with the effect. I thought it was a really clever way of doing uh, aliens in the way that the web planet is a really clever way of doing aliens. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and that's that's something that I noticed there. And then the other thing that really entertained me more than anything is just the idea that the leader real guy is just the nicest guy. Like, he is such a kind person. Like, he is just... Like, if I could go to, like, Disneyland or something with one character out of all of Doctor Who, I'm pretty sure it would be this guy. You know, just because he's so courteous. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just like... (laughs) The Doctor's just like... He's just like, well, if the spaceship doesn't charge... Uh, you guys can just go, and uh, we'll just die here. And the doctor's like, "What, really?" He's like, "Well, well, yeah, we're not gonna make you die with us." <laughs> like, <laughs> which is just like really—it's just really weird. I've never seen, and all like I just can't think of a character who is just out and out nicer than the than the leader of the rills. Like he is just so ridiculously kind. Like to to point of fault, really. Like I don't I don't think that's a good move, honestly. But yeah. It's just, well, no, I, I love when he finds out that uh, that Vicky has has named those the little their little robot things because the reels uh, the reels uh, for those of you which is probably all of you who haven't uh, attempted to watch this the reels uh, are allergic to oxygen or yes. um, so uh, they they uh, they can't leave their ship or specifically the pods in their ship. Um, mm-hmm. And so they have to send these little robot drones out to do like their their work for them. And when Vicky sees one of these robot things, she calls it a chumbly. And I love when she's like uh, she's like talking to one of the rills in their pods, and she's just like, "Well, the chumblies, blah blah blah." Like I don't I don't know what she was talking about with the chumblies. The chumblies were doing something. She's like, "Well, the chumblies," and he's like, "Um, you called them the chumblies? Well, that's adorable." <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> He's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> if that's what you want to call, like, and it's, and that's just him being super nice. Like, well, if that's what you want to call him, you're more than welcome to call him that. Like, <laughs> yeah, they don't mind. They're just <laughs> dumb robots. Isn't that yeah. right? <laughs> Is that right? Because then he sends one off to die at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, just... <laughs> See, dumb robot. <laughs> Which is the best? Like he's so nice, but you know that like at any given opportunity, he would just be like, he would just be like, no, death is painless. Go die. Like because, <laughs> because he's like because he's like at the end, the the doctor and Vicky and Steven, the ship has been charged. They're ready to fly out of there, and the real and the real guy just goes. The real guy just goes. I'll send a chumbly with you for protection. And then Vicky's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's gonna go to your ship, and then it's gonna it's gonna be fine. And Vicky's like, but. Don't you have to take off? He's like, yeah, we'll take off. And then as soon as it gets to your ship and you get away, it's just going to self-destruct. And she goes, and she goes, um, what? And he, <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, no, 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 it's going to be painless. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Like, that's his, that's his rationale. It's fine. Like, it's just go with us. Like, it's such a ridiculous moment. But it's, it, it, it works because you just buy this guy as just the nicest, like, just the nicest person. Um. Oh my god, it's such a such a great moment. Um, uh, so yeah, like I think that I think that there's a lot to like here. But the problem is that I mean I said this in the last episode, but when we were teasing up this teeing up this story, but um, it does feel very much like Doctor Who by the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. There are attempts to make it more than that, but you know it's just like there are two factions, and the Doctor teams up with one, and he finds out that that the first people he meet are the bad guys, and then he meets the good guys, and the good guys are super nice, and then they have to get out of there. Like, that's just the basic thing. Oh, see every story in the key to time. 
<laughs> every story in the key to time. Oh, hey, we're about to go do that. Um, yep. So, <laughs> but like, I mean, that's so that's kind of like w- what it is, and I don't like it for being so formulaic. But like, I think there's still a lot of specificity that Ems comes up with that's really interesting. Just like all of the little details of the societies that he's dealing with are cool. Um, but I mean, not enough to save it. But enough to make me appreciate it, I suppose. Um, uh, 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 also, I love the part where Steven is is like, so are all Draven's ladies? And they're just like, what do you mean? And the doctor's just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> just... Because <laughs> <laughs> Steven, Steven, Steven just loves the ladies. Like, <laughs> The doctor's just like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> They're in public. These people are in a nice room. And Steve was just like, I'm a sailor. What do you expect from me? Man has needs, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a great, I mean, it's such a great moment. I just, I, I about, I about, I just, I just started laughing when he said that. Cause I was like, Oh, Steven, like, Oh God, what are you doing? Like, have some self-respect. <laughs> they, you just got here. Like you just got here and you're already like, and I'll take this one. He hits on them one. and then punches one of them in the face. Right, exactly. <laughs> why Why does he even punch her in the face? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, God. It doesn't make any sense. But I think that, like, I think that there's stuff to be li- like, to like. I like the ticking time bomb aspect. Um, I love the revelation at the end of episode one that instead of having two weeks to finish, they're just like, actually, we got to be out of here by tomorrow, which is just mm-hmm. like every moving day's nightmare. Um, so, I mean, it's just like, I love that idea and I love the ticking time bomb of it. It's just weird because this story falls prey to. The idea of unlet like urgency is best in real time because they're like, well, we have like six hours, but it's a story that takes place over the course of a hundred minutes. So there's times where it's really urgent, like when the Doctor and Vicky um, are walking around the surface of the planet and they're confronted by Dravins and there's there's a Chumbly with them. Like it does feel very urgent, but then later they just like they start charging the real ship and they're just like, so uh, how long is this going to take? And the Doctor's like, oh, four hours. And I'd just be like, are you are you serious? Like, what are we going to do for that time? Like, do you have a movie? Is that is that a thing that we could do? Like, Steven probably has some ideas. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I got some dropping babes over that way. Like, I could, just, <laughs> I could just I could just jack him in the face or not. Like, or not. I could, you know, <laughs> whatever they're into, you know, Yeah, you know, I'm not uh, they're in charge. You know, I'm, I'm down. I'm down to sub right now. I'm down to yeah. sub. Uh, also, also, they have those weird jeweled eyebrows. Yes, yes, they do. That's strange. It is. It is. It is strange. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no. I mean, that's. A, I mean, that's Galaxy Four. It's like there's a reason it's really forgotten. There's a reason it's not looked well upon. But I do think that there's a there's stuff in here that is enjoyable in the way that like this just to me feels like. I get the same feel out of this as I do when I watch like a really great Troughton story where it just feels super sci-fi and just like, Oh, that's what I want. Like, this is kind of that. I mean, it's not exactly what I want, but it's there, you know? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. didn't do much for me, but no, that's fine. And I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think that there's some redemption there. Um, no. but I totally, I totally agree. Like, <laughs> I think it's nowhere near as good as it, you know? Should yeah. Be. <laughs> and, and now I'll strap in everybody because uh, that formula, get ready. <laughs> Here it comes. Here, Here it comes. comes. 
Uh, for for how many? Six episodes? Six, six stories. Ep- yeah, six stories straight. Same formula. 26 episodes. Woof. Um, Woo! Before we uh, move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS, site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. Place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping, so thanks to DCBService.com. Uh, next week begins the key to time with the Rebos operation. Yes. Six yes. six straight days of the Doctor's Companion uh, as we Sat cover Sunday the key through, to time. Sunday through Friday. Sunday through Friday, yeah. That's Sunday the, through Friday. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's going to happen. It's going <laughs> to happen. And uh, God help us all. God help <laughs> us all. So, yeah, so next week, the Rebos Operation, the Pirate Planet, the Stones of Blood, the Androids of Terra, the Power of Kroll, and the Armageddon Factor. Uh, in case you're interested, all of those stories, except for the Stones of Blood, are on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. I think Amazon Prime has all of them except Stones of Blood, and Netflix has all of them except Stones of Blood and Androids of Terra, I believe. Mm. No, no, I don't, I don't remember, but Netflix has four of them, and Amazon Prime has five of them, and if you have both services you actually can cover everything except stones of blood which is actually pretty good um uh and of those <laughs> so like you're just like except for stones of blood which is really good so you know no, oh no 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 i mean i mean covering all all but one is really good i mean stones of, uh, i didn't love stones of blood oh okay um, i thought you were just being like but you're missing out on the good one. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, if you want to know, here's the good ones. The good ones are Reboss Operation and Androids of Terra, as far as I'm concerned. The okay ones are Pirate Planet and Stones of Blood, and the Power of Crawl is awful. And Armageddon Factor is my current vote for worst Doctor Who story ever made. Like, that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> Like it's just like it's just like I'm I have been mentally preparing myself for diving back into Power of Crawl since I originally watched uh, Key to Time, which I blogged for the first time like three years ago. So like I've been mentally preparing myself and just just hating everything since then. So uh, good luck to all of us. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Starts <laughs> off strong though. Rebos is good. Rebos is great. Oh, it's so great. It's super great. Uh, so great. All right. Well. That's what we got to look forward to. In the meantime, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things from time to time. Uh, also, uh, make sure you're listening to our other podcast, uh, The Mind Robbers versus, uh, where we cover Batman and Superman, the animated series, and also uh, movies that we want to talk about in detail. Um, and then, of course, The Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gunging in. Also, my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet things uh, sometimes. Uh, what else? Newsroom soon. Newsroom very soon. Yeah. Uh, once it comes back. It's coming back in just like a week or two, I think. So Middle, middle um, of July, mid-July. Which is where we are now. Um, so <laughs> we totally didn't pre-record this, guys. Um, with... <laughs> So that should be back soon. So follow uh, at GD Commentary and at Scott Commentary for what should hope maybe to be a tandem 
tandem live tweets of uh, the Sorkin show, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that also my blog, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I talk about all of the stories. Uh, where in there, that's where you can find my post on Galaxy Four, where I go into more detail and talk about other things. Um, that have to do with Galaxy 4. Uh, so, yeah, so check that out. Check all the other things out. It's a great time. And uh, how. Uh, all yeah. right, we'll see you next uh, next week with the beginning of the key to time with the Rebos operation. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>